0: This is a Capricorn FM podcast. This grade 12 lesson is proudly brought to you by the Department of Education in partnership with Capricorn FM. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education.
1: Uh, Good evening, my lovely students. I'm Mr. Majia SRS. Uh, Our presenter is already attached to Texilla Secondary School. Today is my last lesson, uh, mostly because we are doing the last chapter, but we are still going to continue with other lessons because other educators are still going to continue uh, presenting. So now uh, I've got only three catchphrases before we start with with our lesson. But before that, you need to know that uh, the chapter that I'm going to present today is almost 66 marks. 66 marks is part of paper two. So it is evolution, human evolution. The, The catchphrases that I have are based on what we've done during trial examination we've got two groups. The first group maybe you might have not performed well. So I normally give the catchphrase which goes, champions do fall, but they refuse the falling action to keep them down. Champions do fall, but they refuse the falling action to keep them down. But the other thing that you need to take into good sense is that you need to wake up and also continue with your studies so that at least at the end of the year, you perform well. But now on that note, we cannot say, I want to pass. Hence, I say, uh, you cannot climb a ladder of success dressed in a costume of feeling. We need to see that indeed you are ready to pass. But those who performed well, uh, I normally tell my learners that number one, a name of continuous improvement is arrival syndrome. Never say, I have arrived, because success is not a destination, but a journey. So, like I indicated, our chapter today is based on human evolution. Uh, we're going to explain almost everything based on on, on human why because we talked about human evolution remember last time I was busy explaining natural selection so the first thing that we need to take into cognizance with regard to human evolution number one we need to know where we fall under animal kingdom remember we've got five kingdoms the kingdom plantae kingdom animalia prokaryotic monera and so on and so on but now we fall under animal kingdom so now we want to check our position with regard to or as far as uh, animal kingdom is concerned it is done in the form of phylogenetic tree so I'm going to be a little bit slow so that you are able to grab almost everything number one uh, wherever you are you may also write this down we've got animal kingdom and then this animal kingdom is divided into two groups. Draw the line moving towards the left-hand side. The other one uh, moving towards the right-hand side. The one towards the left-hand side right invertebrates. Then the one on the right-hand side right vertebrates. And then in brackets write FAB-M as an abbreviation F-A-R-B-M. And then F for fish, A for amphibians, like frogs and so on and so on and then R for reptiles and then B for base, and then M for mammals now from mammals now you are going to draw a line moving downwards we have the primates. from the primates, you are going to have a line um, two lines in fact the other one should be <laughs> facing towards the left hand side the other one the right-hand side. Left-hand side, right hand side left hand side write prosimians the prosimians in brackets we write first monkeys on the right-hand side, write the anthropoids, the anthropoids. But also from the anthropoids, we are going to have the line that is going to move down us. We are going to have the apes. The other line should be moving towards the left-hand side, the other one on the right-hand side. The left-hand side, we are going to write apes. And then on the right-hand side, we are going to write hominis, the hominis. And then these hominis are divided into three genres. genera G-E-N-R-E. Then uh, the first one is going to be Ardipithecus. Just write it down, Ardipithecus. The second group or genera is Australopithecus. Australopithecus, and then the last group is the or genera is the Homo species. Remember, under the Homo species, in my guide I compiled something to say you may abbreviate them as Hens, H E N S, and then. I'm talking about the homo species, and then that uh, first H is for Homo habilis, and then E for Homo erectus, and for homo nindathalensis. homo nindathalensis, and then S for Homo sapiens. I remember, Homo sapiens is talking about the modern man, like ourselves, they're saying we are the Homo sapiens, meaning that we are the modern man now. We are done in simpler terms when we summarize this, when we classify men, we are going to say he falls under phylum codata, and under subphylum vertebrata, and under class mammalia, and then the order is primase, the suborder is anthropoid, then the family is hominidae, the genus is homo, and then the species is homo sapiens. Now we are going to, because as I was busy with the phylogenetic tree, somewhere I talked about the the primates. Now we are going to check the characters that we share with other primates. Now we are going to use your arm for four answers. I'm sure you know that you can rotate your arm. Your arm can rotate freely, so meaning that when we compare ourselves with other primates, we have got free rotating arm remember i said the arm we're going to use it for four answers number one we've got the free rotating arm that's point number one number two we've got long upper arm and then number three if you check your thumb it moves in the opposite direction with all these finger, four fingers so we talk about opposable thumb and then it is the one that gives you power grip to be able to hold a hammer maybe or to use a, a hammer and then also the precision grip to be able to write or to, yeah, maybe let me, to cut a story short, let me talk about writing. And then the other one is about uh, bare fingertips. When you check our fingertips, they're not covered by, with gloss, but they're covered by, uh, they have nails, which is the first point that you need to take into consideration. In other ways, our fingertips and are naked or they call it bare fingertips now we've got four answers then we're also going to use eyes for two answers number one i'm sure to remember when we're busy with the structure of the eye we said the retina has got photoreceptors remember i said photo meaning light receptor meaning to receive the light receivers that divided into two we've got the rods and also the cones so when we compare ourselves or when they compare ourselves with the other primates like chimpanzee, gorilla, orangutans, baboons and so on and so on. They are saying uh, we have something in common. Our eyes have got rose and cones. Remember the cones are the ones that are responsible for multi-colour vision like during the course of the day or in bright light. We are using the cones because we are able to see different colours. Then rose, normally when it is dark during the night and then switch the light off. The two colors that we're going to see is only black and white. Any color that is dark is black. Any color that is light normally is is like white. So we'll be using the rose. But they are saying ourselves and also other orangutans, gorillas, chimpanzees, and so on and so on. We share this as one of the common characteristics. In other words, our eyes have got rose and cones. The other one is stereoscopic vision. Stereoscopic vision. Uh, to be able to see or to use true eyes in order to see or normally they call it the binocular vision remember by true. two and then the other one is about the upright posture and bipedalism the upright posture and bipedalism then the other character that we share with other primates is about the few of spraying we normally produce few offspring. and then the other one is called the sexual dimorphism sexual dimorphism, di meaning two, then this one dimorphism is about to be able to distinguish uh, between the male and female. So in other words, one would look at us and also other uh, primates we are able to see that this one is a male, this one is a female. But sometimes examiner is going to request to, to, to because now I was just outlining the characters that we share with other primates. but sometimes examiner is going to say, uh, name the two advantages of opposable thumb. For argument's sake so I'm going to give you uh, the advantages of almost few few characters that we share with other primates. Like the number one, if they say the advantage of long upper arm, you are going to say it makes food collection easier. It makes food collection easier, and then upright posture. Uh, allows for working on hand lips and then the other f- uh, advantage is that it allows for better view of the surrounding and then the issue of few offspring. in grade 10 I and mean 11 when you're busy with population dynamics I'm sure you talked about the case strategy and also the R strategy where we talked about case strategy we said it is high parental care so in other words, because of this few offspring, then there's a uh, high level of parental care and this this makes the young ones to be able to survive. It gives them a high chance of survival. Then we also have ROS, or oh, let me start with f- free rotating arm. In other words, when the arm is able to rotate freely, it becomes easier because it relates to all directions. And then remember, this is due to shoulder joints, it allows for free rotating arm. Then the rods and cones in the retina. I've already told you that the rods are for black uh, and white vision. Whereas the cones are for color vision. And then the stereoscopic vision. I said this are eyes in front of the head. And uh, binocular vision provides depth and 3D vision. Then the opposable thumb. I've already indicated that it allows... You to have a power grip and also to have the precision grip. Then the bare fingertips, I told you that it's about no gloss, and then the fingertips become sensitive or are sensitive and anyhow they end up protecting you from danger. More especially with, the, with regard to a nervous system, we still remember the reflex action that we discussed during nervous system. And then the other ones, characters that make us different from other primates. So we need to check the following. Number one, because already I've explained something about the characteristics that, make us, that we share with other primates. Now we're dealing with the characteristics that, we, that make us different from other primates. So our argument is going to be based on bipedalism, brain size, teeth, prognathism, palate shape, cranial ridge, and brow ridges. So I'm going to be a little bit slow so that you are able to grasp almost everything. And then on the other end, I'm also going to show you how questions are asked based on what I'm busy presenting. Now, you you are also going to check from different textbooks uh, about this difference that I'm talking about. But let me outline them now. Uh, on the left-hand side, you are going to have the feature. In other words, you are going to have a table that is divided into three columns. The first column you write the feature, then the second column you write the humans or homo sapiens, (coughs) sorry, the third one we are going to write African apes. So we are going to compare this under the following features or characteristics. Bipedalism, remember it's due to foramen magnum. In humans, remember the foramen magnum is in a more forward position. Foramen magnum is in a more forward position. Remember, the foramen magnum is that opening that exists, the the, the skull, so and then it uh, connects the spinal cord, so meaning that if they, uh, with regard to to humans, that foramen magnum is in a more forward position. Then the African apes, the foramen magnum is in the backward end of the, the skull, so forward and backward. So with brain size, Uh, humans have got large cranium and also meaning that uh, we've got large brain but when you compare ourselves with african apes they've got small cranium meaning that they've got small brain then teeth the small we have small canines whereas the african apes have got large canines and then prognathism remember this one is due to the jaws we've got small jaws and less protruding jaws then we normally say this is less prognathas. but with regard to African apes, they have got large jaws and more protruding jaws, meaning that they are more prognathus. Then the palate shape we've got small and semicircular, and then they, they are small and semicircular. Whereas with African apes, they are long and rectangular. They are long and rectangular, and then with the cranial ridges, humans have got no cranial ridges. And then, whereas under African ape, the canal ridges across the top of the cranium is found. And then the last one, and we no, are left with three. The other one is brow ridges. Uh, with humans, the brow ridges are not well developed. And then with regard to African apes, the brow ridges are well developed. And then the spine, in humans, the spine is S-shaped. Whereas with regard to African apes, it is C-shaped. Then the last one is about the pelvic girdle We have got short and wide pelvis, whereas the African apes have uh, long and narrow pelvis. But on that note, again, we also have some characteristics that uh, maybe the advantages of some of the characteristics that make us different from other primates, because sometimes you're going to be requested, as much as I explained something, based on the advantages of uh, some few characteristics that we share with other primates, we also have some advantages of characteristics that make us different from other primates, like like for augment, we have got bipedalism. Remember, humans are always bipedal. this is one of the characteristics that make us different from other primates, so this bipedalism uh, nature it allows us to be free to perform other duties or other functions, and then it gives us better view of predators and also food and then number three is about the faster cooling of the body remember as, as I conclude this part uh, we said bipedal is possible because of the position of the foramen magnum always maybe one examiner gives you two types of skulls and then uh, you realize that because immediately examiner says is this n or organism by or a bipedal or a quadrupedal organism remember bipedal is about animals that walk on two legs whereas quadrupedal from the word quad meaning for animals that work on four legs so always when they say this is, is this a bipedal or a quadrupedal animal that's nothing that we're going to give us the correct answer without saying something about the foramen magnum and remember with the foramen magnum number one you simply say If it's about bipedalism, you simply say the foramen magnum is in a more forward position, whereas with the quadrupedal organism, the foramen magnum is uh, towards the back of the skull. As simple as that. Now, the other thing that I'm still continuing with regard to this one is about large brain. The large brain. So generally, remember, this one of the characteristics that make us different from other primates. But now, examiner may end up saying what is the advantage of large brain. Large brain generally is a larger um, indicates the high level of intelligence. Now the other one is about language because we have got artificial language, so humans are able to communicate by using this artificial language which they developed over time. Remember the other primates they don't even they don't speak. In fact, they communicate. Remember uh, with regard to communication, we've got different form of communication is either gestures or making sound and so on and so on but uh, as human beings we are different from other primates because we have got artificial language which developed over over time the other one is about flat face and then but you also need to know what causes this flat face it is caused by the following attributes number one it's about no regis in the, in our we don't have regis in our bros Number two, we've got the more developed chin. Number three, our jaws are not protruding. In other words, they are not prognathus, And we also have a slopey forehead. So this all these four attributes they constitute or they, they move towards us or they end up making our faces to be flat. But sometimes examiner is going to uh, request you to say something with regard to the trends towards human development Just write it down Trends towards human development Then remember with trends towards, towards Human development is about All those things because according to The scientists they are saying In the past we were like Apes That's why they are saying we are ape like being In the past we were regarded as Ape like being but now we are regarded As modern uh, beings Or modern men So now they are trying to explain what has changed from being ape-like being up until we become like this, the modern man. So this is what we call trends towards human development. So number one, uh, they're, they're saying there's been a shift in the foramen magnum from a backward position to a more forward position. Remember I told you that with regard to the quadrupedal uh, organisms, uh, the in similar terms, the, the, the foramen magnum is because of It was towards the back of the skull. And now, according to them, they said it has been shifting from the back position to a more forward position. And as it shifted slowly, as it shifted slowly, then ultimately we ended up up being bipedal like we are right now. The other one is, is with regard to the development of a more rounded skull, the development of a more rounded skull. Then the other one is about the increase in the cranium size which would mean large brain then the other one is increase in the size of the skeleton which would mean the increased height so in other words when they compared the ape-like being in the past they were very short but now according to them they are saying we are very tall as compared to the first ape-like being because we are now the modern being now The other one is about the increasing the curvature of the spine. Remember, uh, I was also explaining the difference between the primates and uh, homo sapiens, meaning modern humans. I said uh, the other one is C-shaped. Remember, I was talking about the primates, but with regard to uh, human beings, I said they are S-shaped. So now that's why we said there has been an increase in the curvature of the spine. And then the other one is a more rounded skull. A more rounded skull, And then the other one is the shortening and the widening of the pelvis. The shortening and the widening of the pelvis. And then the other one is less development of the brow ridges. Less development of the brow ridges. And then the other one is a flatter face. Remember I told you that the flatter face is due to the following attributes. Number one, a uh, less dropping forehead. Then the other one, less protruding jaws. Which is also regarded as the less prognathus and uh, the last one is about more developing chain or the, the more developed chain. So now uh, we'll be going for a break and then after break I'll be discussing to you how to deal with questions because the other point that I want to bring forth is the out of Africa hypothesis which says all women originated in Africa but they migrated out of Africa to other parts of the world so we're also going to check the 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 evidence that supports that according to the scientist so and then uh, normally I abbreviate this as FG FGC like FG is coffee obviously you know FG is that FG is not tea, it's coffee then F for fossil evidence and then G for genetic evidence and then that C is going to be for cultural evidence so I'm going to make it upon that uh, when we come back we are going to start with the, this one, and then because it was also said during 2016 as part of final examination, the essay type based on the out of Africa hypothesis. I'll be discussing this and also guide, guiding you on how to deal with the questions. And then from there, we are also going to discuss with other questions. In fact, the second part now will be dissecting all the, the essay type questions and also knowing how to respond to, to them. So, for now we for a break will continue thereafter.
0: The Limpopo Department of Education believes that education is the key to overcoming poverty. As a result, we have partnered with Capricorn FM to bring radio lessons to all grade 12 learners in Limpopo. Starting on Monday, 17 August, tune in and catch expert teachers as they present life lessons for an hour. From Monday to Friday, between 5 and 6 p.m. on Just Drive, and again on Saturday and Sunday evenings, between 6 and 7 p.m. on The Royal Movement and The Afterglow, respectively. Limp- Department of Education. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education.
1: Okay, thanks very much. Thanks. Uh, you are most welcome, uh, my learners. Uh, let us continue with our lessons. Uh, before we went for a break, I said uh, there's something about the Out of Africa hypothesis and I also told you that we're going to discuss, to dissect uh, essay type questions now. Uh, as I'm going to start with the 2016 November question paper. It was the essay type uh, which is section C question 4. The topic says <coughs> Fossils of bipedal primates, fossils of bipedal primates, are Dipithecus, australopithecus, and early homo species are used to support the out of Africa hypothesis. Fossils of the bipedal primates are Dipithecus. Then uh, Australopithecus and early homo species are used to support the out-of-Africa hypothesis. Remember, this is the first statement. The question has not yet started. Now, the second paragraph says, state the out-of-Africa hypothesis. This is where you are going to focus a lot of your attention, although the first statement is going to guide you on how to deal with this. But number one, immediately they say, state the out-of-Africa hypothesis. So you are not supposed to write a mass of things, and you need to arrange your work accordingly meaning that the first subtropy that subtropy that we're going to have is stating the out-of-Africa hypothesis then you're just going to write a hypothesis you underline from there you state that hypothesis remember we said when we state the out-of-Africa hypothesis we said all modern humans they're referring to us now they're referring to us as modern humans or the homo sapiens in some books they talk of homo sapiens sapiens uh, all modern humans you are going to get a mark for that. Originated in Africa, you also get a mark for that. And uh, remember I said they migrated out of Africa to other parts of the world. You also get another mark for, uh, migrated to other parts of the world. So meaning that you have got three answers now. Or you have got three marks based on the hypothesis. You, you are not supposed to write a lot of stories like you are writing the history uh, is a type question. In life sense, we want to be short, brief, and to the point. You simply state the out-of-Africa hypothesis to say all modern humans migrated out of Africa. He made me say all modern humans who get a mark originated in Africa, I'm sorry, you get a mark, and then out of Africa to other parts of the world, you also get a mark for that. Remember now, the second statement says, the first question says, state the out-of-Africa hypothesis, and then, the second statement says, describe the evidence that supports the out-of-Africa hypothesis. Describe the evidence that supports the out-of-Africa hypothesis. So now, because you have not been given the evidence, meaning that you need to state them first. You cannot just start to write uh, something like your composition. You need to state those facts first first, and then from there, you are going to continue with uh, description. Like number one, I told you before we went for break to say we've got a formula FG. I said FG is coffee, not tea. Then that F4, fossil evidence. And then that g for genetic evidence. And then that C for cultural evidence. So immediately you write those points, you are going to get a mark for each and every point. But thereafter, you are also going to describe each and every point, like with the first one, the fossil evidence. Uh, you are going to talk about rdp remember, where do you get this Ardipithecus from the first statement? Because it says fossils of bipedal primates Ardipithecus, Australopithecus, and early homo species are used to support the out of Africa hypothesis. Remember, when I was busy with the phylogenetic tree somewhere, I talked about the three genera. that is of hominins. Then uh, I said Ardipithecus, Australopithecus and also early homo species. Remember, the homo species, I told you, that they're also divided into three, your syllabus. We've got four groups, homo habilis, homo erectus, homo nindathalensis and also homo sapiens, but we're going to use three. We're going to use homo habilis, homo erectus, and also homo sapiens. Now, we are going to say, under fossil evidence, number one, you are going to say, the fossils of Ardipithecus were found only in Africa the fossils of australopithecus were found only in africa remember the topic says the out of africa hypothesis so you are going to get him mark for that number three you are going to say the fossils of australopithecus were found only in africa and don't just read, write that were found in africa because if you say they were found in africa it's like you we are saying they were found in africa they can also be they could also be found in in europe and whatever but if you say only in africa then that supports what we call the out of africa hypothesis so you need to emphasize that they are found only in africa then number three is about the homo species now remember i said we are going to use the homo habilis and also the homo erectus and lastly we are going to use the homo sapiens now with the homo habilis we are going to say the fossils of homo habilis were found or were only found in africa the fossils of homo habilis were only found in Africa. And then uh, the oldest fossils of Homo erectus now, the Homo erectus, were found in Africa. The oldest fossils of Homo erectus were found in Africa. And then the oldest fossils of Homo sapiens were found in Africa. Remember, we talked about the fossil evidence. That's why I'm repeating the word fossil, fossil, fossil of all Ardipithecus, also habilis. Homo erectus, homo sapiens and so on and so on, they were found in Africa so they are saying because this were found in Africa, this really supports the idea or the evidence to indicate that indeed we, uh, all modern humans originated in Africa and then migrated to other parts of the world, but they originated in Africa, and then with regard to genetic evidence uh, we are going to talk about mitochondrial DNA And also, in the past, we were also supposed to also say something about the Y chromosome following the paternal line and the mitochondrial DNA following the maternal line. But uh, the the Y chromosome is no longer in the syllabus. So I'm not going to discuss it because we're going to focus only on what is reflected in the exam guideline or also what is entailed in our syllabus. Number one, maybe before I explain this one, because they normally say it follows maternal line only. I, I want to explain something so that you understand. You don't cry what's happening here. I'm sure you still remember last time when I was busy with the reproduction, we said normally sperm cells don't sexual intercourse. When the sperm cells are released, they swim, and then the tail is going to be uh, assisting the, the sperm cell to be propelled forward. But we also have the mitochondria. Those mitochondria, I'm sure you still remember in grade 11, always when talk about mitochondria, you cannot divorce it from from, from energy. Always when you talk about mitochondria you think of energy. So meaning that the mitochondria provides energy. Uh, then as it seems, remember it has got the head which consists of the f- front part which is called the acrosome that releases the enzymes and then those enzymes are the ones that are going to break the membrane of the egg. Now what is going to happen is that only the nucleus containing the, the chromosomes, and remember the haploid chromosome, or the haploid set, then uh, only the nucleus is the one that is going to fuse with the nucleus of the egg cell. So mitochondria just assisted the, the sperm cell to swim, but mitochondria is not going to be uh, allowed to, to enter into the, the the membrane of the egg. So now, on that note, that's why we say in, in fact, in similar times, when the sperm cell fuses with the egg, we know that that mitochondrial gene, uh, that that those mitochondria were left outside; they do not even enter into the uh, egg of the female. So now, that's why we normally say it follows only the maternal line. It follows only the maternal line. So now, let us check what's happening under genetic evidence. Number one, you are going to talk about mitochondrial DNA. Then you are going to get a mark to, just to say mitochondrial DNA you get a mark for that and then from there you are going to say it is inherited from or inherited only from the maternal line then you also get a mark for that maternal line in brackets you may simply write from mother to daughter mother to daughter from one generation to the next so in other words the grandmother is going to pass that mitochondrial DNA to the to the mother, and then the mother is going to pass that uh, mitochondrial DNA to the daughter, and so on and so on. It moves from the from mother to daughter, and from one generation to the next. That's why we say it follows mat- the maternal line. Why does it follow maternal line? Because when the sperm cell fuses with the egg, that mitochondrial DNA, or that mitochondria, does not uh, fuse with the with the, the the membrane of the or with the uh, uh, nucleus of the egg, so it's it's going to remain outside. That's why we're 100% sure that the mitochondrial DNA that we're talking about is of the female. Then analysis of mutation, you get a map for that. on the mitochondrial DNA shows that the oldest female ancestor were located in Africa. The oldest uh, female ancestor were located in Africa and that all humans descended from a the normally nickname as mitochondrial EVE. They nickname uh, a S mitochondrial Eve. then that was the last one, and then the other part with regard to the evidence that supports the out-of-Africa hypothesis, like I said, FGC, then F for fossil evidence, we've already dealt with fossil evidence, then G for genetic evidence, I've already explained something based on the genetic evidence, and then uh, the third one is cultural evidence. Then with cultural evidence, the only thing that we need to to, to reiterate here or to outline You simply say the oldest tools were found in Africa. And then the fact that they realized that the oldest tools were found in Africa, that's why the scientists believe to say, indeed, human originated in Africa. Remember, the topic is the out of Africa hypothesis, saying that uh, all human or modern human originated in Africa and migrated to all other parts of the world. So, these are the evidence that, according to them, they're trying to indicate to us that. They, it supports this, or they support this out-of-Africa hypothesis. But the last question, based on what I've been presenting, let me repeat this question. It says state the out-of-Africa hypothesis. We've already stated the out-of-Africa hypothesis. Number two, it says describe the evidence that supports the out-of-Africa hypothesis. We've already discussed those evidence that supports the out-of-Africa hypothesis. Number one, we said is fossil evidence, genetic evidence and also cultural evidence, we also gave description of these three evidences. and But then the last one says, and the evidence, immediately the question says, and, just know that it's another subtopic, it says, and the evidence that shows that the three primates genera mentioned above were all bipedal, And the evidence that shows that the three primates genera mentioned above were all bipedal." So I want wanted to Get something very clearly. Remember the three primary genera that we are talking about. We are talking about Ardipithecus, Australopithecus, and Homo species. The early Homo species. Now, and the other point here is about bipedalism. They are saying we are all bipedal. Then we need to explain something based on this that I have just outlined. Now you are going to write the first subtopic. and the third subtopic. You simply write bipedalism. Now, you see, the fossils of three genera indicate, number one, the foramen magnum, immediately say foramen magnum, will give you a mark, is located in a more forward position, because I told you that with regard to bipedalism, number one, you need to tell us about something about the foramen magnum. Remember I said if it is uh, in a more forward position, this suggests that an, an organism is a bipedal one, and then uh, if maybe it's towards the back of the skull, You know that this organism is quadrupedal. Now, uh, number one, you simply say the foramen magnum, you get a mark for that. It's located in a more forward position, you also get a mark for that, two marks. Then you also say something about the pelvis. I also gave you the difference between all those uh, anatomical structures, like pelvis, and so on and so on. Now, this is how you are going to apply it in your essay type question now. Then you simply say the pelvis, immediately say the pelvis, you get a mark for that. It's wider and shorter. The pelvis is wider and shorter. And then uh, remember, if you say the pelvis is wider, we don't give you a mark. We, could, we are just going to give you one mark for pelvis. Or if you say the pelvis is shorter, we are also going to give you, we are just only going to give you one mark for pelvis. So meaning that you need to, for you to get all these marks, you need to indicate that the pelvis is wider and shorter. So you get a mark full mark for wider and shorter don't write only one part of the section then in other words immediately say pelvis you get a mark and it's wider and shorter you also get a mark I also talked about the spine as I was busy giving the differences now with regard to spine you are going to say the spine immediately say spine you get a mark it's S shaped you also get a mark for S shaped remember I said the difference between the homo sapiens or the modern women like ourselves with regard to as compared to the other primates i said our spine are s-shaped whereas with regard to the other primates the spine is s-shaped i mean c-shaped and then the other question based on that i want to dissect says i wanted to get this one straight i'm going to be very slow so that you understand what's happening. it says describe changes in the structure of the features of the skull, describe changes in the structure of the features of the skull from early hominins, from early hominins to modern humans in Braga's right homo sapiens, and state the significance of each of the changes described, and state the significance of each of the changes described. Now let me repeat what I said. It says Describe changes in the structure of the features of the skull. I also want you to underline the following. Underline changes in the structure and also features of the skull. From the, the early hominins, you also underline early hominins. To modern humans, you also underline modern humans. In practice I said homo sapiens. I will also reiterate on this to say they are regarding us as the modern humans or the homo sapiens. And I told you that immediately they say, and is another subtopic. It says, and state the significance of each of the changes described. So, in other words, you will be described, the first t- subtopic is going to be changes in the structure or in the features of the skull. Changes in the features of the skull. So, we are going to outline those changes and also describe them in a nutshell. Peripheral, but from there we are going to give the significance of these changes now. This is how you are going to approach how you are supposed to approach this type of questions. Number one, under changes in the feature of the scan, you are going to say increased cranial capacity. Increased cranial capacity, and then immediately say increased cranial uh, capacity. You get a mark for that. And then, now you must give a peripheral description like you are going to say More rounding of the skull. You get a mark for that. And then the other point you are going to say increase in the size of the skull. Increase in size of the skull or increased brain size. Then you are also going to get a mark for that. Already you have got three marks. Then the second point you are going to say position of the foramen magnum. Immediately say position of the foramen magnum. You get a mark. And then you say forward movement of the foramen magnum. In other words, the foramen magnum has shifted towards the more forward position, you also get a mark for that. The jaws, you get a mark for just to outline the jaws. There are more prognathas to less prognathas, suggesting flat face, then you also get a mark for that. But we also say something about the jaws again. Remember, you've already said there are more prognathas or less, pro, uh, less prognathas. I mean, there are more prognathas to less prognathas. Suggesting flat face, but we must also say something about the jaws again to say the jaws have a gentle curve. The jaws have a gentle curve. Uh, remember, in the other primates, they say the jaws uh, that in the form of rectangle, it's rectangular shaped. But the other point that is going to be outlined as point number four, you are going to say change in indentation, change indentation. Remember, of have got dentists, Always when we talk about dentition, we're talking about teeth. So you are going to say teeth or canines are reduced in size. Teeth or canines are reduced in size. You get a mark for that. Remember, just to say change in dentition, you are going to get a mark for that. And also the description there, you are going to get a mark. And then smaller spaces between teeth, that's the other point under dentition. You only outline two points there. Teeth or canines are reduced in size. Number two, the smaller spaces between teeth remember with regard to the other primates there is a gap between the teeth and uh, now the last point here is going to be development of the brow ridges development of the brow ridges so you get a mark for that and then down there you are going to say brow ridges become less developed the brow ridges become less developed you also get a mark for that remember uh, when I started with this person I said somewhere it says and state the significance of each of the changes state the significance of each of these changes so in other words, you're going to write it down in the form of a subtopic you're going to say significance of the changes now now number one you're going to to, uh, to tell us about the increased cranial capacity uh, because it was the first point you are going to say to accommodate larger brain, and if it accommodates accommodate larger brain, this allows for processing information more quickly, and for processing a larger amount of information. And then the forward m- m- movement of the foramen magnum, this enables, remember I didn't the significance of these changes that I've been outlining. Now, it enables bipedalism, which allows hands to be free to perform other functions, and then uh, number two, for exposing the large surface area for thermoregulation. Remember, thermoregulation is compound weight made up of thermo and regulation. thermal means dealing with temperature and then regulation means to control. So meaning that exposing large surface area for control of temperature. Number three, uh, the other point, display of male and female organs for courtship behavior. Display of male and female sex organs for courtship behavior, and then the last point under forward movement of the foremanulum, suggesting bipedalism, and then we are dealing with the significance of this bipedalism. Total awareness of the environment in sensing danger, or maybe sometimes looking for food, you can also get a mark for that. Then with regard to the jaws, I said jaws indicates a smaller jaw, and then because there was a, a change from. Uh, eating raw food to eating cooked food now. And then the other one is change in dentition. Remember, as I was uh, giving the differences we said initially, I said uh, the primates have got larger canines, whereas the, the humans have got small canines. Now, change in dentition, you are going to say the change from large to smaller teeth was due to change in the diet from raw food to cooked food now remember human beings they are eating uh, uh, raw food I mean cooked food, but in the past, according to these uh, guys who deal with uh, e- evolution they're saying we we were using we were eating raw food that's why we had large canines and then the last one development with the ridges. the development of brearridges uh, the broridges are less developed since the action of the smaller jaws did not create a uh, or force great enough or forces great enough for for the skull to have increased strength from the privileges and then uh the last point that i want to also to bring forth is about the other part of the Esa type but as i conclude uh please please i i want you to be sure with regard to uh, th- this part of evolution i said it's almost 66 marks. And you must study everything based on natural selection, and also uh, human evolution. And then I wish you good luck. And then we'll meet next year because I said this is my last day. Bye-bye.
0: This grade 12 lesson was proudly brought to you by the Department of Education in partnership with Capricorn FM. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education.
1: That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.